welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy. And uh, this year's your host, Menion, also known as Rob. I nearly messed that up because I haven't done it for so long. So I'm out from a morning walk. Recently, I've been increasing the amount of time that I work from home. Um, and it's, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag, you know. We're not super busy at work, which sounds really ideal. And perhaps in retrospect, when I'm all you know, 10, 20 years from now, this will be like a, a golden age for me that I can look back on with uh, some sense of, uh, I don't know, nostalgia or something. But currently, here I am. Can you hear the insects in the background? It's autumn and the, you know, the wildlife changes, it comes and goes with the turning seasons, obviously, right? But one thing that always leaps out to me is the sound of the insects, the, the different insects. You get one type of cicada, cicada, whatever you call it, going and another type comes in. This in the background, I guess, is some kind of grasshopper or locust. Um, and uh, it's, it's, well, a uh, very pleasant morning. Definitely cooling down. It's only about 28 degrees. Um, which may say it sound quite hot for you. Um, it's about seven o'clock in the morning, but this is pleasant. It really hasn't dipped below 30, in, uh, even at nighttime until quite recently. So yeah, autumn is definitely on its way. The leaves haven't changed much. Perhaps a little bit yellow coming into some of the uh, leaves here. It's hard to tell. I'm walking down by the river as is my as is my uh, habit there's a tough old uh, what do you call it like a marmalade cat with a bit of a half chewed ear walking in front of me there's quite a few um, stray and semi kind of fer uh, feral cats walking around for whatever reasons you're not supposed to feed them but I do see people coming out at night to feed them which you know, um, perhaps it gives them some something in their life that, uh, you know, is calming. It's like feeding the ducks, isn't it? Although you're not supposed to do that with most foods like bread, etc. But I digress. What is the purpose of of my mission today? What is the purpose of of podcasting? That's, that's hard to say. I don't really have a lot to share um, recently, which is one reason why the, the podcasts have kind of dropped off. Um, I don't really feel like ranting. I've got nothing to really preach about. Um, uh, but here I am. So um, rather than give you a little bit more information about my walk, the joggers, the, the dog walkers, and uh, um, the homeless guy with his bicycle out on the steps doing his thing, cooking his breakfast. Um, I've redone that <laughs> just now. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to talk about some of the things, the situation, the role-playing situation, because that's what we're really here for, aren't we? Uh, um, Role-playing-wise, it's been chugging along. Um, as I've suggested in in past podcasts or um, on Twitter or X, as it's now known, Blue Sky, whatever, you know, um, the group, the main group that I'm involved with in person on Sundays has been, you know, having um, 
it's difficult. It's partly due to, you know, it's the holiday season in summer. People go away. Um, then there's other breaks, there's other issues that come up. People get sick or whatever. Um, we had one of the one of the members uh, who'd been with us for a while then, by that time, had dropped out um, um, for uh, unforeseeable reasons. And uh, we've recently got a new member, which I don't think I mentioned, um, a person of the same by the same name, uh, incidentally. So we've got another uh, individual with us now. The number of Australians is growing. Uh, could be an Australian majority before we, before you know it. Um, so, but that's that's great. Um, very uh, a guy who seems very nice. Um, he, he came to us actually from one of the other members. Um, who um, has known him for some years now, um, and he, he uh, yeah, he, he, he reads the rules. He, he knows his stuff. He can, he hasn't doesn't have a long experience. Is that a really is that a proper term? He doesn't have a lot of experience um, with old school uh, gaming, which is where we're always sort of um, moving back to. Um, old school gaming here, I mean, uh, old school versions of Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Ah, I mentioned the name. <laughs> I try not to do that. Um, yeah, um, but he's um, he's game. <laughs> he's game for it. Um, he's been reading the rules. He's interested. Um, we just made up his character, actually, yesterday. And um, he, he was saying to me it's the first time he's actually rolled a character from the stats in other words randomly rolling the stats in order and finding out what the character is from those random rolls um which is you know great and it, i'm just going across the bridge now so there's a little bit of traffic apologies um yeah that's great so he, he you know he's he said it's really quite interesting and he didn't seem put out or perturbed by the fact that we were stealing his the dice were stealing his uh, his um, freedom to choose uh, the character of his own creation. Um, well, you know, he rolls the dice, he creates the character. What's the difference? I mean, there are big differences, <laughs> so don't don't uh, write in. But you know, he um, seems to be embracing that. Um, we're using the second edition rules, okay, to play. Dark Sun. So how did we get to Dark Sun? Last time you were talking, Rob, you were talking about RuneQuest, what's going on? Well, yeah, there's probably large holes in in my podcasting and I'm going to have to try and fill them um, as quickly and as uh, um, uh, easily as I can. Dark Sun, everybody loves Dark Sun. Um, people, the group, generally know um, first edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I said the name again um, because that's the system we play more than any other in this uh, in-person group, the Osaka Adventurers Union. Right. Um, well, second edition isn't really that different from first edition. Um, people make a lot of fuss. I can hear people screaming, "But it's so different!" You know, it, it is different, but it's still ostensibly the same game and um, the rules some of the interpretations of the rules are 
slightly different. Some of them are the same, but very, very clearly um, written uh, compared to um, compared to the original advanced edition. Um, there are areas where they've made uh, large changes, um, some of which I don't particularly like, um, but they're more, more or less. Um, uh, they're more or less minor issues that can be easily rectified. What am I talking about here? The large differences between second and first edition is that second, um, whether it's by um, direct intervention but, uh, of uh, Lorraine Williams, who was the uh, in charge of TSR at that time, or not, I don't know. But... Um, the devils, the demons, they're all out. They're renamed. Most, uh, some of them are totally missing from my um, monstrous, um, monstrous manual. Um, and that's a reaction to the, the pressure that they were feeling from the kind of morality panic, the, the satanic panic of the time. Um, another thing that's out is the assassin... Um, you're gonna have to use. You're gonna have to use a, a rogue to to create your assassin, or some other character class. Some most people would say, "Oh, that's not a big big deal," and it, it isn't. But I really liked the first edition assassin, and in fact, I'm running one in an AD and D um, game um, that we do online. So that was a bit sad. Another thing that's missing is the half orc. Um, and the uh, half-orc, again, like the assassin, it's not essential and it's easily um, replaceable in some ways. I mean, you don't need to be a genius in, in order to bring it back into the game. But, um, again, it's a favourite of mine. It was a favourite of mine when I got into the game, um, being so different from the classes and the races, the uh, lineages or whatever you call them these days. Of, of Dungeons and Dragons as opposed to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, yeah, they're, they're some of the things that are different. Um, I'm using the revised rules. Originally, I picked up copies from Drive Through RPG, but as some of you will know, um, they're, they're not as tough as they could be. You know, the the particularly the the backbone of the soft because they're all in soft cover. The backbone of the soft cover isn't as tough as it could be. The um, the glue, the binding, is um, you know isn't as strong as it should be, and so uh, even within a few uh, weeks of purchasing it, um, my dungeon master's guide had already developed a kind of crack along the spine, and. Um, so it kind of open when it opens up. You can almost you can see the spine, you know, and that's after kind of uh, a simple um, speed read, and not even being used at the table. So uh, very weak, <laughs> very weak. The page count not even being that high. Um, presumably, if it had been produced in hardback, it would be a little bit more durable, but probably not a great deal more. I can say from my own experience. Using the hardback um, print-on-demands from Drive-Through RPG, um, they, you know, the spine isn't super strong, but it's held up fine. 
uh, over the past uh, three three years, four years that we've been playing first edition, and I don't use my originals <laughs> uh, at the table, so I use those print on demand. Yeah, they're fine. Um, so I'm not quite sure why they chose to uh, use um, paper back, soft back, whatever you want to call it, soft cover for uh, for second edition whatever um i've decided to pick up some originals yeah, used copies of my own from from amazon japan why are you using amazon raw blah 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 well because it's it's the cheapest option for buying um used games um or any other games really in english i can't just go out to the shop to pick stuff up uh, i don't have that free um postage for noble knight over a certain amount and i i um also don't live in a country that deals in the u.s dollar um the u.s dollar now being really um strong against the yen at any rate and i think a lot of other currencies so it's it, it, the prices have just really really boomed um skyrocketed uh, it's it's not it's not really practical to have things imported from Europe or America. The postage itself is often, um, can be, not always, but can be, particularly on, um, no, <laughs> to keep it simple, can be very high, okay? Sometimes the same as the, the price of the, the books that you're ordering. So I'm gonna just stop here a moment because I've got to tie something around my head so I don't get burnt because the sun has now come out. Uh, okay, that's me back. Hopefully this is recording fine and you can hear me all loud and clear. Lovely sound of water uh, as it washes down the, the channel here. There's lots of streams that feed into the main river. I suspect they're not simply for drainage to prevent uh, um, floods. And uh, I think they've been here for many years uh, as this land would have been arable. Um, or it is arable no doubt underneath the houses but most of it isn't used for farming anymore and um, they were uh, back in the old days you know a lot of attention was uh, spent on uh, well drainage to prevent floods and also um, getting that water spreading the water around different parts of um, the land so they could be used for farming so you know irrigation projects were always uh, of top priority and being able to have the water flood in and flood out of um, the rice paddy fields um, so again a direction and I'm looking at the wildlife looks some kind of heron down there white heron right well I think that second edition I'm really keen on playing it um, there's a few rules in the dark sun campaign setting that require you to use more than the regular rules. So as I've probably started to say, I'm, I've bought, I'm picking up copies of the revised edition. That's the black kind of cover, not the original second edition, the revi revised second edition. Um, downside is you don't have all that beautiful Easley and Elmore art inside, um, which is a bit of a pity, but in general, the, the, the layout is quite improved inside. Um, and I think the tables really quite leap out. So I, I quite like that one. Um, yeah, so I've got a Dungeon Masters guide in the post coming in. 
I've already got the monstrous uh, manual, which, again, as, as I said, I picked up from from uh, Amazon Japan, but it's actually a vendor going through Amazon Japan and a Japanese vendor at that. And, and again, I, I've lucked out. I mean, I picked up a monstrous, uh, monstrous manual. No point in saying the price because, you know, in your money, it won't sound like such a big deal. But because it's in yen, it is. <laughs> you know, it doesn't quite convert like that, you know. Um, obviously, you're converting based on a weak yen. So it's going to seem like quite expensive. Um, well, or average priced. Let's put it that way. Um, but to me, it's much cheaper than if I had bought um, in US dollars. I'm not sure if that makes any sense. Okay, so picking up some of those. Got it from vendor. Vendors always here, extremely reliable. Most of them, uh, everyone that I've gone through that's actually Japan. And they often, they usually say that something is uh, acceptable or good when actually it's uh, extremely good or near perfect, near mint condition. And that's what I got this time. So um, they, they tend to not play up the quality of books when in fact the quality of books I bought here is usually far higher than the ones that I've received from Noble Knight or elsewhere unless I've been willing to play, pay uh, premium prices. So a little froggy, a little froggy crossing my path. A bit of luck. We'll see some snakes. Um, spotted a snake the other couple of weeks back. Right, um, right so that's that. Um, yeah, some interesting um, uh, old games in English available from Japanese bookshops um, from time to time here so it's always worth keeping an eye out for that um, for those of you in, in my situation um, right as I was saying before I digressed Dark Sun you've got to use those optional rules um, the optional rules here being things like non-weapon proficiencies which are an optional rule in the revised version I can't remember what it was like in the original second edition um, and so on and so forth um, other things that are, must be used or should be used um, recommended for use are uh, death at minus 10 hit points um, dark sign is very dangerous they suggest using that another rule um, optional usually is the Psionics. So the Psionics handbook or Psionics handbook uh, is kind of um, quite important for Dark Sun. A lot, everybody has at least one Psionic power. And of course, there's a Psionicist class, which is a pure Psionicist that can advance and learn new powers. Um, really interesting class. I have quite fond memories of the Sion Assist. Um, we used the Sionics rules in first edition, even though they were fairly wonky. Um, but we enjoyed it, and we enjoyed the crazy combat tables that come with Sionics. But um, the second edition Sionics have very good memories of those. They work similar to the um, non-weapon proficiency rules. That is, you have a you have a psionic power just as you might have a skill and it has a cost in psionic strength points but it also has um, um, 
a roll that you have to make. So for example, you might have to roll constitution minus two. Maybe it's something tied with the body or something, right? So instead of wisdom, intelligence or charisma, you're using constitution. Coming past another road here. And you've got to make that roll um, and pay the price, pay the cost. And if there's a upkeep, if it's something that can be used more than one round, then you have to pay an upkeep cost as well to keep it running. Um, so, you know, you've got to hit that constitution minus two, for example, um, equal or less on a d20 roll of that stat, right? Um, fairly simple, very different from the magic system. And um, yeah, lots of flavor. Um, you've also got things like contact and psionic attacks and things. And if you manage to make contact, if you manage to break through somebody's defenses, presuming they're a psionicist, I think you, you have to um, use uh, combat to achieve that. Um, or you manage to contact somebody, you that can then start to affect them using uh, telep telepathic powers or whatever. Uh, so there's a lot of um, strategy going in Sinus. It seems now, looking at it, quite a powerful class, if you can get the levels up. Powerful in that it's extremely flexible. What you can do, some of the abilities are extremely powerful. Uh, being able to contact people over uh, hundreds, thousands of miles, um, much more powerful than magic. Now, magic, of course, is um, a little bit different from from uh, regular AD and D. Um, any of you who've uh, with a familiarity of the system know that the magic seeps out. Magic is part of the world, and through the use of magic, you're drawing out the the power from the earth. From, from the world and slowly making it um, slowly making it um, barren and that's the a key part of the setting this idea that you're living in a magically depleted world and that magic is what really powers it's the life force of the, the planet and so resources like uh, water are rare plants uh, really have to struggle to survive as does the life and because of this the life is much more um, robust and, and um, um, in some ways yeah, you think it would be weaker but no what, what is left remaining is stronger and uh, often often uh, in its struggle to survive uh, it has to adapt and uh, sometimes eat whatever is moving so um, it's quite a different world there's controversy obviously about the world and some of the some of the themes that it explores um, I'm sure if we sat down with somebody they'll they'll give very good reasons uh, why that is the case and why they feel uncomfortable with that uh, with this setting um, for myself and for the players I'm with at the moment um, they are very happy to, to uh, explore this world. Um, they, we've had, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, you know, my my general standpoint at role playing is that it should be fun. Um, there are times when something might be gruesome, um, but uh, 
usually I try not to dwell on uh, certain themes um, that are, you know, a bit too creepy. <laughs> um, you know, violence is one thing, and uh, cartoon action, cartoon violence, but I'll still, I still, excuse me, I tend to steer clear of, um, of things that have no redemption or, or things that should not be, um, graphically explored too much. Um, well, that's enough of that, I think. That's getting a bit heavy. I don't want to go into that kind of territory. Um, it looks like it'll be a good game. Um, the guys are starting to move, um, read the rules about psionics that's going to be a huge help um, if they can read about the how the secondary skills work that would be a great thing um, if they could read some of the combat um, just so we we uh, have a few more eyes um, a few more um, judges on things like initiative which is one of the areas that uh, second edition differs from first edition on um, again that would be great uh, I think I've probably talked about RuneQuest and some of the difficulties there I may want to just uh, quickly comment on that um, so I, is, I was I am running a RuneQuest campaign as well as part with the same group and um, that's the six seasons in Sartar group um, campaign really uh, enjoyable for me I think for the players too um, the folk didn't really get into the rules only a couple had the actual uh, rule book and um, they didn't read the, the the quick start rules or that I uh, supplied really in full either um, so for me that was quite frustrating I mean um, if you say you're going to play a game, then you try to learn the rules. If you don't understand the rules, well, if you've got the rule book there, there's no excuse not to kind of like go back to it and read it cover to cover. Um, you know, free rules, right? Uh, uh, but um, we were moving towards Mithras anyway, as I may have referred to. Um, that is because the Mithras rules are extremely cheap. I have a number of copies of the Mithras rules to run. I do hope we come back to basic role-playing, um, either uh, in Glorantha or elsewhere, um, because I think the rules uh, rock. But um, it's on hold for now. And with it um, is the adventure that I was writing. So that's on hold. And I think for the, um, for the better... For the betterment <laughs> for the for the best it's for the best if I just keep it on hold see what the group wants to do and just rock with it roll with it um, because if it's just if it's just the GM or a handful of players and there's a handful of players not into something the whole group suffers, right? The the group experience, and I, I was feeling quite um, let down about that. 
and it's just kind of it's not a good thing is it it's a bit of a negative experience so I think um, the choice to the choice to um, try out Dark Sun and this is for one adventure we're going to do Dark Sun um, that will take us probably at least 10 sessions so <laughs> because that's that's how things work out in our group but um i I think that choice is a is the best one because um the rules are familiar the setting is interesting none of us including myself have ever um run or played in dark sun so you know it's something all of us i think have always wanted to do we're all on the same page with this so I, i think it's um definitely the top the top idea the best plan and uh that's probably i think i've said enough now i think that's 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 all up to date um i'll stop here and if i have any afterthoughts i'll tack them on and who knows this might even see the light of day Okay, so that's everything for today, I think. Um, I am sitting on a number of call-ins, for which I am very grateful, but I'm still not really in a position to sort of answer them uh, properly, although I have, you know, listened to them, rest assured, um, and enjoyed them very much. But uh, for the time being, I thought, I just want to get something out and release it. So this is what I'm doing. Uh, Thank you so much, and until next time, Please take care and enjoy your gaming, all right? And uh, keep in touch with, in whatever way you can. Um, I have noticed a few difficulties with some people uh, sending messages via Discord. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Jason. Uh, I'm not sure what the problem is there. Uh, it's not Jason's fault. It seems to be some kind of issue with the the technology, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, feel free to just uh, contact me in any way you wish and um, I can't promise I'll get back uh, or release that on a podcast immediately but uh, but I do like to keep keep up with everybody so uh, yeah thanks very much anyway until next time bye-bye